Well, pretty interesting story. A report has been released by the University of Auckland's Retirement Policy and Research Centre as part of a three-year yearly review of New Zealand's retirement income policies. And it's found that New Zealand's heading for a rather an explosive rise in national debt, uh, debt, I beg your pardon, due to the skyrocketing cost of superannuation. Pension, which is interesting, again, interesting numbers, the pension currently costs the country $39 million in taxpayer money every single day. 39 million a day. Wow. That number is projected to hit 120 million a day in 20 years, thanks to the ageing population. So the researchers of this uh, research, Susan St John and Claire Dale, associated and assessed a range of potential solutions to the problem. Um, and but they found that raising the retirement age or reducing pension payments would likely create new problems. So what they're looking at is potentially introducing a sort of a, a super tax on retirees that are still working. To discuss that is the interim retirement commissioner Peter Corditz on the line with us. Good afternoon, Peter. Hello there. Kia ora, gentlemen. Yeah, kia ora, mate. Thank you very much for coming on the show with us. So from the outset, uh, Phil's in the retirement age. <laughs> Peter, I should say, I'm not. <laughs> but he's, he's entirely opposed to this suggestion. Is it, is it possible? Is it workable? Oh, look, it, it's, it's, it's uh, just one of the suggestions that's being made across a variety of um, research that we commissioned earlier this year uh, uh, to look at I think there's eight terms of reference. Um, affordability, you know, long-term affordability is one of those areas, and this is the piece that um, uh, Susan St. John and Claire Dale uh, address for us. The default position in the past has tended to be around raising the age of eligibility, um, yeah. means testing and the like. Um, this is this is slightly different. Now, what they're proposing is slightly different in that um, it still preserves uh, that part of super that is the envy of many in the world. It's you know a, a universal benefit that provides uh, you know, a basic level of income for all New Zealanders who reach the age of 65. What, the, what they're proposing is a, um, is a special tax scale, I guess, for, for income earned beyond 65. Now, what we also know is that New Zealand has one of the highest rates of um, workforce participation for over 65s in the OECD. Um, right. Now, across that, though, you know, there's a good, a good number of those uh, superannuitants um, who aren't high earners, who are you know, who aren't even working full time, but uh, you know, uh, either either working to stay busy, stay active, or to help make ends meet. What the the special tax scale that they're talking about um, is really about, I guess, addressing um, high income earners beyond 65 who are also drawing super, and what they're suggesting is a is a progressive tax rate uh, for. Uh, income earned beyond 65 that would effectively have some of it clawed back. I think I think by their modelling, um, you'd have to be earning uh, $123,000 a year and drawing super for that break-even point to, to happen. Right. Peter, I can I can totally see that from a balance sheet point of view, this makes enormous sense because the fact is that as the ageing population and as, as we live longer and longer, then it becomes more and more of a drain on the people that are not receiving um, retirement pension. But what's your read on the attitude of people that are over 65 towards this sort of thing? Because my feeling is that, by and large, this is ultimately going to be a very political decision, isn't it? Oh, look, and that's, I guess that's the um, that's a challenge for us. Uh, you know, this is important enough that we can't, we can't afford for it, nor can New Zealand afford for it to get bogged down in a... Uh, a political discussion. So we want to be clear about you know what the issues are, what options are available. And, and, and you're right. You know one of the one of the really key questions that's being asked with this year's um, 
uh, review of retirement income policies. This happens every three years, and you know, as the interim retirement commissioner by December, I have to land a report with some recommendations. But one of the interesting questions um, seems quite subtle, but shapes is a really important one: is the purpose of super. Uh, and yeah. at the moment, the the act. The Act isn't really clear or explicit around what the purpose of super is. And if you ask New Zealanders, you get a variety of answers, but they range from, you know, it's an entitlement. You know, I've, I've, I've paid, uh, paid tax all my life, so, you know, I'm, I'm entitled to New Zealand super. It's, uh, it's about relief of hardship or poverty in retirement. Uh, or the other one's a social contract. You know, um, I'm paying for today's superannuitants, so it's only fair that the next generation pays for me. And I, I guess that's the other really critical part of the affordability discussion is for people to understand that there isn't a magical pot of money somewhere that super's paid out of. Today's taxpayers uh, pay for today's superannuitants, and our aging population means that that, um, that that, I guess, proportion of taxpayers to superannuitants is also reducing across that same period. It's very, I mean, it's very interesting. I'm 52, Peter, so I'm, I'm a long way from retirement. But did, I, did you say that New Zealand, when it comes to OECD countries, New Zealand has the highest number of over 65s in the workforce? Oh, it has, has one of the highest rates of um, uh, yeah. over 65s in the workforce. And, and we know that, we know that, you know, one of the pieces of work here uh, is around, and this is one of the things that New Zealand has to prepare for, is an aging workforce. But we know many New Zealanders are already working. Uh, beyond 65, um, as I said before, some because they feel they need to, others because they want to, others because they can and continue to, um, you know, uh, play a productive part in, in society and you know pay their you know, pay their taxes like everyone else. But uh, this is, I guess, um, a part of the broader discussion. Peter, there's one of the things from my age, again, my generation. We've always, for the last probably 10 years, we've discussed when it comes to superannuation. We said, well, when we get to retirement age, it won't be there. Now, when I see those numbers, 39 million dollars of taxpayers' money every day, and I'm not saying it's wrong, but it's just a hell of a lot of money. 39 million a day in the next 20 years will be 120 million a day. Do you think by the time I'm 65 or 70, <laughs> there could be it could be gone? <laughs> Well, I, I'm I'm 53, Simon. So I'm just as worried as you. So, uh, <laughs> They're stuffing <laughs> us up, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, look, I think I think that's uh, you know that's the real uh, challenge in this is how we preserve you know the best of what we have today for future generations, including us, Simon. So mm, you know, yeah. I, I, and, I, and I think you know this is you know I've got I've got three I've got three grown sons. Um, uh, you know, two of them have got student debt. There's a whole lot of other stuff going on for them, yeah. but they'll. They start from a very different place than we did, and yeah. I guess this is this is how we preserve the best of how our system currently works for future generations as well. Yeah, fair call, Peter. One of the things while we've been chatting that's just crossed my mind is: is there a potential silver bullet in KiwiSaver? Because I think KiwiSaver is a brilliant idea, and I wish it had been there from when I was in my twenties and we had something similar. We won't go back down to that era when we had the chance to maybe get all this fixed up. But do you think that for people younger than you and Simon, even <laughs> people people to say twenty-five or thirty, by the time they hit say sixty-five, would hopefully KiwiSaver be a real a real help for them and in particular for the country? Yeah, look, KiwiSaver is uh, a big part of our work. Also, you know, in terms of um, many of the education programs that we do out in the community and in workplaces and the like, uh, and KiwiSaver is going to increasingly play an important part of, of people arriving at retirement with choices, you know, with options, and and you know, those balances are, are growing. I, I I'm in KiwiSaver. I signed up those three grown sons in KiwiSaver when it when it first started. Um, so they'll be, you know, they'll have a nest egg. What 
and we have been asked to look at KiwiSaver this time around, uh, the current settings. One of the things that we've been asked to look at um, is the settings around home ownership. Um, mm. And that's the other piece that's got New Zealanders more engaged in KiwiSaver is the fact that you can use it for your first home and many more of us are finding that difficult to achieve. So, um, and what we know is arriving at retirement, you know, for those numbers, those big scary numbers, $39 million a day, it is still $411 a week for an individual, um, $633 a week for a couple. Those aren't big numbers. They assume you've got yep. the housing sorted by the time you yeah. arrive at retirement. So Good point. the declining home ownership is a really critical part of this as well. KiwiSaver is playing a part in that, as it is people um, you know, preparing for retirement. And you know, no government to date has been keen on compulsion. Um, you know, I doubt that's likely to change anytime soon, but uh, KiwiSaver is an important part of the puzzle. Excellent, excellent point you raise, Peter. And the last thing for me, and it's important, I don't, and I've never really quite understood this, it seems to me that means testing would be the great way to go because if you're loaded and you're flushed and you've got $8 million worth of assets and homes and things like that, and it's the same with the energy rebate that everybody gets, including Phil, and he doesn't need it. So when you, when you means test, doesn't that put paid to all that stuff? If you're over a certain income, you miss out. Oh boy! If you think if you think age of eligibility is a, a political discussion, you know, <laughs> means testing is, uh, is a whole other thing. Okay. Look, and I, I guess that's the other thing uh, to note. Important to note about this recommendation from, or the suggestion uh, from University of Auckland, is they're talking about uh, an income tax. Uh, this is not, you know, there's no asset asset tests involved here. No. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's yeah, I guess as well as as well as the fact that uh, it, it doesn't touch the universality at its core, I guess. Um, it's also something that doesn't require a long lead-in time like age of eligibility or, or some of these other things. So, you yeah. know, we, we'll, we'll look at it along with everything else and um, uh, make some decisions closer to December. Great to chat with you, Peter. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks very much, Peter. Uh, really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah. That's Peter Corditz, the Interim Retirement Commissioner.